Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello, welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 339. Tonight, I'm joined with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, everybody. James Babb. Hello. And the great statist himself, Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. The return of. Happy to have you back. (laughs) Yeah, after a long absence. I would say long time no see, but I've been told that that is a racist phrase that dates back to the the 19th century making fun of uh asian immigrants so oh really i'm gonna spare you of that racism yes yeah i could see that yeah it's making fun of their accents or their their broken english can you see that yep so i've been playing a lot of ice (laughs) hockey usually have games on saturday or uh, sunday nights so i've had to miss a ton of episodes um which i hate to do but you know is your season over now it never ends. It's all year long. It's just one, oh, wow. one, one season ends, and then another season starts like two weeks later. So there's a Doesn't very the lake thaw out at some point, though. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. how do you keep playing? It's indoors. It's indoors. What? Oh, it's at ice oh you're a wuss. Yeah. So I'm yeah, supposed you're not to go to um, from drowning. Then you're not really playing hockey. I'm supposed to go to Lake George in New York, and uh, my girlfriend brought bought ice skates. So I'm going to bring my hockey skates, and we're going to try to skate on Lake George uh, next weekend. So, I mean, do you oh, still George even have all your teeth? I, I mean, do. What kind, of yep. a ho- what kind of a hockey player are you? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wear a full cage. I'm not, you know, but a lot of guys oh, don't. You know, a lot of guys don't. He plays inside. He has yeah. all his teeth. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt always used to say, "You got a field hockey game tonight." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so speaking of of uh, the insensitive language, apparently I, I, we didn't talk about this before, but I leaked. Uh, what is it? Coke. Um, they had something. I don't. Do you guys hear about this? The Coke put out this thing where they had to like they telling their their people to not be Are so you talking white. About cocaine, the drug put out. A no, Coca Cola. Oh, no, the, the bad Coke. <laughs> yeah, I did right. see this. What did they it's say? A, don't be. Um, don't be white, right? Yeah, like they're like your whiteness or something. Try to be less white or something like that. What? I don't. I just hit. Wait, I just what? completely remember that lot as we were talking. So, someone wants to dig up the docs. That was freaking hilarious. I'm looking that for is it no now. Corporate woke level like thirteen. Yeah. What the hell is? I mean, really? Like, what? I mean, do these corporations? They just have like all of these like people on staff that are allowed to do shit like that. Like what's going on? Like, shouldn't they just be like, like carbonating water, putting sugar in it, adding the caramel color and just trucking that shit out. Like, why do they have to say dumb shit? Stuff like that. I mean, all right. I think who knows I can zoom here. It is. It says, try to be less white. Um, (laughs) to be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, Listen, believe, break with apathy, and break with white solidarity. Okay, what do I Coke. believe in? Coke, okay. you're so woke. Whoa, dude. It says, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. That's what the, uh, so it's a slide. 
confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. And it's hard to read in the image I've got, but it well, looks here, here's a company of- that's like root, like based in Atlanta, Georgia, right? And it's rooted in the sugar trade, okay? <laughs> Which basically has a history of plantations and and slave labor for hundreds of years, like. Right. Um, and they're going to lecture the world now about whiteness and racism. And okay, all right. Yeah, why it, not? It's just it more goes, right? corporate corporate woke shit. It, it never ends. I you think after Trump, you know, it would kind of subside a little bit, but with nope. such a large corporation, I have to imagine this could have been um, sort of one HR department or one branch or one location. It may not have, I don't know if it was passed down from the top. If these slides were approved, they look very like thrown together. Where did it, where would did this slide come from? Um, I didn't read was the article. I just, or, I mean, I just looked it up. They had images of it from some sort of training. Oh, so. so it was just a leaked thing. It wasn't like they're like their Super Bowl ad said, "Don't be so white." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, some of the I mean, someday probably. we probably will be seeing that shit. It does. The art. Yeah. The headline does say Coca Cola training teaches employees to be less white. So, I mean, I you know to to me, I guess I I'm, I'm I find it offensive. I think it's offensive to uh you know to attribute um whiteness to all of those negative characteristics yeah, right like, it's, it's just collectivists it's it's just more stupid collectivism from collectivists um i thought you would respect that kyle <laughs> no <laughs> no I, I don't don't like it um you know and and the, the the great hypocrisy of so much of this stuff is if you just replace the word white with black there would be like just insane outrage, right? That's the hypocrisy of all of this stuff. It's like is that what aboutism? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, it's I, just I'm not up to date. Like just I switching guess. the color shouldn't. If it's still offensive, if you change the color, the 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 color, the word, the one word, then you know. Um, well, that's the problem though, because they redefine the word to mean anything, any person that you know is sympathetic to what they term like colonialism or you know, is privileged or whatever. I mean, you can literally be, have black skin and, and these people would consider you white if you, you know, are in the top 10% or something like, I don't know. It's, it's all just, it's nonsense. It's not, it's not even really worth like addressing to be honest. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, so I, you know, I'm fine with addressing it. Like, I think it's, it's yeah, a cultural I mean, I phenomenon. Know. And it is, um, a, fr- a friend of mine, a libertarian friend posted something about, uh, it was a Lou Rockwell review of the mighty ducks too. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. <laughs> it's but so funny. Yeah. It, I guess it, I don't know how new this is. It looked like old, but, it's uh, from 1992 when it, the movie came out, I'm pretty sure okay. 93, something like that. Yeah, and and I never noticed uh, the Mighty Ducks too being um, sort of progressive or anti-white, but that's how Lou Rockwell saw it. it and here's the but here's the th- issue with that because a lot of people freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this guy!" But you got to think in 1992, that was a pretty PC movie. It had some PC elements that were kind of ridiculous. That if in 1992 when this is written, this isn't like something you're observing now. Or it, it, but back in those days, you kind of have to look at it through that like that lens of the early 90s. Like, okay, this is a little progressive. So when he goes after that, you know, you kind of have to give him a little bit of credit because now look at any type of show that's on TV and it's just filled with propaganda. And that's kind of what he was going after. It just sounds so ridiculous reading it now. It's so I was laughing so hard when I read this some of the shit because he was. 
if you guys, anyone, the the listeners who don't it's like know, a girl, a girl playing hockey. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like- there was a, a figure skater girl, and then it was also the fact that they were a bunch of inner city black kids that they just out of nowhere were so good, but they were able to make the U.S. team. In the middle of the like tournament. total Disney. Like, who cares? <laughs> yes. I know. Happened. I know. But it's just so funny. And then, oh, man, what was... Oh, yeah. And he said because the, the evil people were the uh, Team Eastland. They're all white people. The Icelanders, like, blonde-haired, yeah. blue-eyed Icelanders. Yeah. God. You know what? What would white people do without Lou Rockwell ready to step in and, and defend the, 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 the whiteness out there? Like, God. <laughs> oh, it's so cringy. It's so cringy. I, but saw, it's the, so I saw the relevant meme that was just like, <laughs> like the Mighty Ducks. She has minorities in it. They go, ah! <laughs> right. it's a, a little bit of pearl clutching there um i don't know you know it, it's somebody's whoever made that movie that's the uh, their interpretation or that's it's their story to tell right they wrote the story it is what like i i don't i didn't i don't find the sinisterness that he saw in it you know and well, especially has, as has a the kid this caucus as the mises caucus weighed in on on this uh, on this th- this assault on whiteness I mean, as an uh, official representative of the mises caucus <laughs> i will declare that i love that movie it's a great movie <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill, d2. they're talking about d2 right not d1 d2, d2, d2 the mighty ducks great. are back man uh, dude d3 was i love i even love d3 man like that, that shit was, was awesome so I mean, I appreciate any caucus, hockey movie, but yeah. Speaking of the Mises Caucus, though, Phil, can you weigh in on this Salon article that uh, that was okay. published? Yeah, um, I don't go know. ahead and throw. Yeah, it up well, here. I'll let I'll let you read it, and uh, it's a uh, you know I'll do a little intro to it. A Salon article was written, and they they talked to a um, Jason Wyman, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's a legendary scumbag from mm. the LP Nevada. And so he had uh, Jared. I don't know if you want to read that since it's yeah. I'll read bigger it bigger on your screen. Yeah, I can't read. So I'm going to zoom it in for for the boomers out there. Um, it says <laughs> uh, he's saying. So he's saying I first got involved with the LP in 2012. I found a strong undercurrent of conspiracy theorism, so on and so forth. And then he says he added. There are countless daily examples of bigotry and anti-Semitism in libertarian spaces, now routinely featuring overt support for Trump and some of the other most extreme and psychotic Republicans. They're represented by the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus, a group which despises everything the real Ludwig von Mises stood for. Uh, and, and he puts in quotes, Jewish, liberal, liberal and consequentialist. And nominally opposed by the Libertarian Pragmatic Caucus, which is committed to party unity <laughs> and unwilling to call for the censure, much less expulsion of these elements. <laughs> okay. I couldn't Let help me- but notice the something in the article right before that where they mentioned Lyndon LaRouche and try to and uh, and Pat Buchanan and try to associate them with the libertarians. Okay. That lets you know right off the bat what level of journalism and writing we're talking about from Salon. Like, oh boy, they really got they really know what libertarians are. Like Lyndon LaRouche, Jesus Christ. Well yeah. So I skipped that line. I guess I should have said that one, but he says this is why unscrupulous grifters like Lyndon LaRouche, paleocon loons like Pat Buchanan and frankly Ron Paul 
9-11 truthers, anti-vaxxers, and ultimately anti-Semites and bigots all took shelter under the libertarian label. That's a wow. pretty big when umbrella. When did Lyndon LaRouche take <laughs> shelter under the libertarian label? I don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh, is he the guy who started that cult? Is he the guy Democratic candidate, fringe Democratic candidate from the far left for many years, known as a weirdo with like a cult of followers. Has, no, yeah. has never had anything to do with libertarians, I, libertarianism, the Libertarian Party, none of that. But yeah. he's, he's never run into libertarian? Because he's, he's a nut no. job. In a quick side story. The, so uh, we had a bunch of people protesting outside of our job and different places all around my town, like through, over the course of like a week or two. And I was like, who the fuck? Is, this is like 2010, 2000. No, maybe in 2009. I was like, who the fuck are these people? And I was like, Lyndon LaRouche. And from the, from the research I found, I found like he was a communist, but he wasn't enough of a communist. So he got kicked out of the communist party. So he said, well, fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be anti-communist. And he just decided to like, cook like uh, he's what is he like he believes all sorts of conspiracy theories and Who so he cares? Has he's following. never been it just said the, yeah. the bottom line is he has nothing to do with libertarians or libertarianism or the lp never has he's run under the democratic party ticket as far as i know um yeah, yeah also why? the socialist anyway. socialist workers party um back in the 60s then the labor party in 73 to 79 and then the democratic party this this wikipedia article does not mention him as uh, associating with the libertarians at all so i'm, I'm not sure where that comes never from. has never has been never would this that that just tells you something about the author of from this salon article and and what a non-journalist they are uh, apparently but anyway I, hold on hold on here's another interesting thing that i that that i noticed here so they say that the LP, the, the Mises Caucus, is nominally opposed by the Libertarian Pragmatic Caucus, which is unwilling to call for the censure of these elements. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's so all they do is... Like, the Mises Caucus hates Jews, even though it's named after a Jew. And, the pra and their opposition won't even call them out for it. Yeah, even the opposition they, they refuses do, to censure and, and, and expel <laughs> these anti-Semites. Isn't Dave Smith Jewish, Jewish too? Yes, Dave Smith is Jewish. So yeah, what they're doing is, is through the... Okay, so Dave Smith has had a podcast, uh, Part of the Problem, where it's been on for several years. I mean, going back, I think, maybe 2016, something around there, where he started his podcast. And so he's had interesting people on. The unlikable people, likable people. He had on um, Nick Fuentes. He's had on... Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Cantwell. He's had on a bunch of people like deplorable, like awful people, like just straight up. And it's and that's whatever. He talks to them, but he does so when he talks to them. He has dialogue. It's that same bullshit leftist. Well, you're giving someone credence. Like we can't talk to Kim Jong Un because that would be uh, giving you know credibility to a dictator. Well, it's like the same bullshit. And so because he talked to him and he said like, well, like, okay, I see what you're saying there. And I, he said the word, like, I think we're fellow travelers on this issue and just stuff like that. They, so once he joined the Mises caucus, they now associate everything that he did with the Mises caucus. So it's, it's like guilty by association and it's bullshit. This guy, Jason Wyman is a fucking scumbag. And, and I'll, I'll, I have evidence. I have, I have, uh, screenshots where he listen to this this is this so this guy who says all this bullshit this is what he says here's a direct quote from him one was plenty i would have done nagasaki first smaller more military significant target and given the japanese time to process before i approved a second strike they probably would have surrendered he 
he was talking about how he was believed that the the bombings in Japan were moral and how he approved of them. This is the author? Yes, Jason Wyman. So he's not yeah. the author of this article. If you scroll up a little bit, the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was interviewed article. by the yeah. author, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he was interviewed by the author, but he was the one who said all those. The, the article is actually about this Marjorie Taylor Greene lady that we've talked about previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of looks like the, she looks like the mom from the Sopranos. I forget that. I forget that lady's name. <laughs> Somebody connect <laughs> the dots right. for me. Does, okay, yeah. she's, she's the one that was talking about the party the, the, something, and now and now how is this affiliated with the Mises Caucus? What? What? She, well, they're trying. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, think about obviously this. it's a very loose association, but there is no not not association. Jason Wyman like was a word given. Map. <laughs> he was given a, a chance to speak about about the LP and say, just say, Oh, Hey, and just talk, talk good about the LP. That's all he had to do. He was given a space on salon to maybe say something positive. Like, Oh, well in the in libertarian party, we're not, we're not racist. You know, we we don't have those elements in the, you know, that's not going to fit the salon party. agenda. No right. salon is there to just make anyone vaguely associated with libertarianism. Just go ahead and connect them to the far right nut jobs because it's just always and, uh, it's always the same thing. J- and James touch, in the com- yeah James in the they comments. can't touch libertarians with be- because our principles are superior. We're we're better on all the liberal issues than they are. We're you know it's like they can't touch libertarians. They can't touch it. So all they can do is. It's just, it's always the way they do it. Take libertarians, put them in a, in a basket with Pat Buchanan and Lyndon LaRouche, and then condemn the basket. It's like, it's so lazy. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, he, like, he also said this. He also had this to say. He said, Stalin's heart was in the right place. Nice. <laughs> this what? is it. So hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, pull up a comment from the. Uh, Sounds like an here. expert on oh. the libertarian mm-hmm. yeah. Mises. Party Mises so, Caucus, whatever. So, Who so cares James, about these losers? Let me talk, dude. So James Cook says he also interviews commies and leftists. So does that mean that the Mises Caucus is a is a wing of the DSA? <laughs> By that logic, you're right, James. Yeah. Exactly. By that logic, it is so fucking like this guy is such a scumbag. For all of the th- people to talk, he has no room. He has no yeah. fucking room. He sucks. He's always been an asshole. He's always been one of the bad guys in the party. One of the re- one of the many reasons when I first made an appearance on this podcast, I was like, nah, I don't want to do anything with the party. People like that guy was one it was who made me stay away from the party. And, and shocking, guess what? He worked on the Gary Johnson campaign. Shocking. Mm. Uh, yeah. God. He's a big Bell, Bill Weld fan, too, apparently, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the guy. <laughs> You know, Bill Weld, Stalin, a little, a little Nagasaki. It's all part of the deal. You know, when you're just a, when you're just a pragmatic libertarian-ish dude who gets quoted in Salon. Okay, that, that's not just How pragmatism. That's actually he believes in something else, right? He's yeah. I don't know I'm what it sure is. Voted for Biden. I, I'm pretty sure I don't have evidence of that, but I, I heard a lot of people saying he's he spoke publicly about supporting Biden. So yeah, feels that. If he had said something positive about the Libertarian Party, they wouldn't have published it. You know, Salon Salon right. has for a long time been so uh, enemies of of so Libertarians of Ron Paul. They're only going to publish something that's negative. It's true. You know? exactly. This is also true. But he also took a, an opportunity. He didn't say like anything positive. Well, nothing got pu- published positive of the of the LP. All he did was make it the join. 
he didn't make it. I mean, he said one good thing about the about the Pragmatist Caucus, but everything he talked about was the Mises Caucus. So if I'm hearing this as someone who's not a libertarian, I don't just be like, oh, fuck the LP. There's a, they have a huge uh, anti-Semitic problem in the LP. I wouldn't have listened to the Pragmatist Caucus. From the, from the sound of it, it'd make it sound like the Pragmatist Caucus is this tiny little thing, and it's trying to fight these big Nazis in the party, <laughs> which is the which is exactly. No, no what I think this is, is criticizing the the opposition for not for not adequately opposing the anti-Semitism, saying it's accepted on both sides. Both pragmatist and Mises are accepting of this anti-Semitic behavior, which is obviously rampant. I mean, Jesus. It's just so fucking cringy. And I, I of but all people what if, you know what? This is so this is this is so normal. Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't have even paid any attention to this because this is just par for the course. Libertarians have been taking this shit for decades, decades from the from uh, this is what I call the like the dishonest far left. Right there. There's like a far left that I can actually, you know, I, 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 I disagree with what they say, but I, I believe they, you know, express themselves honestly and they will at least tell you their stupid ideas <laughs> And not make up bullshit like this just to just to lie their way into I don't know whatever they're achieving. But uh, who cares about these people? I mean, who even found this article? Like, who's reading Salon, Phil? I don't know. It got it got it got put up everywhere, and it was at first they put it up as this like, see, we we denounced the Mises Caucus, and then most people uh, in the so LP they shared it with everybody, yeah. Yeah, and they said, and most people had the same opinion I did. They're like, wow, this really hurts the party by you saying something. Like, you would rather, if you didn't say anything at all in this article, it would have done better than if you didn't spend time trashing one of the biggest caucuses in the party. Like, and for over baseless accusations. Where did he have any evidence, like, that he, hardcore, yeah. straight-up evidence of anything he said? I mean, not like they would... Yeah, all this is gonna do, know. all this is gonna do is prevent people from taking an interest in the party at all i mean you if know, you wanted to talk though, about it's not listen, as though I'm, you I'm have to like, throw these guys a bone if you want to talk yeah. about anti-semitism and connected to libertarianism right like look at people like um hotep jesus right which uh he, yeah. who's, who's out there he refers to jews as redacted right, yeah. Yeah. right. and um whatever you know like um I've heard him interviewed on um, uh, Pete Keonis' show, right? So there's yeah. a connection, right? Make that connection. There's an actual connection that you could quote somebody that could be portrayed as anti-Semitic, associated with somebody who's associated with somebody who's associated with somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is just this is a long list of smears against the Mises caucus. And there are some elements too. Like when you when when you're casting out because here's another thing. So a lot of people in the in the Mises caucus are like, hey, look, you know, he's coming around. We feel like he's coming around to the ideas of, of libertarianism. And so we're trying to like push it and like, hey, like let's get involved. Like let's try to get this guy because if we can get he has such a big platform. If we can be on that platform, then we can spread the message to people that he's listening to, maybe try to convince him so he can convince his listeners. And it's just, it's about outreach. So, I mean, what the fuck? Like, we're trying to get well, people you know to change their minds like, and drop Phil? their baggage. You know what it sounds like, Phil? It sounds like, um, I know there's a good, probably, allegory, but basically, 
like uh, it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. So they see what you guys are doing. They see that you are making waves in the party. You are increasing your numbers as compared to the rest. And so instead of letting you guys take over the party, they're just going to self-destruct it if they can. Um, whether that's going to be successful or not is another another thing. Yeah. But if they can poison the well enough, they can, you know, it, it, you guys would well, be who, taking over who, who, a, a mostly who like... Ag- who stands against the Mises Caucus now? I mean, isn't there... I thought it's pretty much like over. No, no, no. I mean, no. clearly, this guy, Jason Wyman, who's still involved in the Nevada LP, to what extent, I don't know at this point, but I know he's still involved. I know there's a ton of... of opposition to us in positions of power and yeah, the so LP, they're gonna what, is the this part of a, a bill weld comeback strategy that were well, that, was, like, are they gonna was, what, what do they got he was the bill weld was the like they just automatically shoot him in pretty much to be the lp next presidential candidate in 2020 like he was who the pragmatist caucus was was going after putting forward and they were getting a lot of help inside with the higher ups inside the party from Nick Sarwark and his buddies, because I think it's Bill time Wells to stop calling the prag, stop calling the pragmatic caucus, pragmatic caucus. I think that that is that they should they're not, regressive. they do not earn that, that title anymore. Pragmatic. They're more like the, um, what, what would you call them? Just uh, washed up Republican apologist caucus. There's nothing pragmatic about running these losers and, and compromising principles, right? Like, that, is there anything pragmatic about what they're doing? Name one thing they're doing that's pragmatic. I can't think of anything, man. I, it, it's <laughs> it, it's getting fucking ridiculous, honestly. They're just I mean, an embarrassment. They really need to just step aside. That pink-haired lady, she just continuously embarrasses anyone uh, associated Karen with... Karen What? Karen the, yeah, yeah, she's a secretary. She's actually phenomenal. She's actually trashing the LNC for about the lockdowns because they've been. She's just been. She was like, we. I've been. I've been doing conference calls with her, and we and we had her on late to Liberty on uh, here, um, and she was talking about like the LNC dropped the ball. Like this is the biggest infringement on civil liberties, and the LNC is actively hiding and trying to appease the people in the party who are scared of defending. Uh, people's civil liberties during this time of of covid and she's been hard about this she's like i i you know i didn't do enough you know the lnc hasn't done enough and so she's gone in this mess she's been good on lots of things and she's a huge ally and i know at first she had a lot of when she came into the party people didn't like her because she was very i guess combative was her was kind of what people thought of her as but you now she seems to have like a lot of part of that whole bill weld let's get some celebrities no, she hates in bill here well. no 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 she's no, an she, anarchist no man she's an anarchist no. Yeah, she's an anarchist. She we had her on the show. Holy, yeah, she's cool. yeah, we had her on the show. I think she does. Right, like, well, I kind of like. Okay, take it back then. Yeah, I, like I unfollowed her I on Facebook her. though. I think because like there was just way too much drama going on. She's just constantly just like such and such said this in an email, and it's like this big long fucking diatribe. I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't really care <laughs> enough. I can't, she's cool though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I vouch for it. Be the, yeah. the most embarrassing thing for anyone involved. It's just humiliating. Well, the Audacious Caucus is is James Weeks, the guy who got naked on stage in 2016. That's his that's name. audacious. That's right. awesome. I like. I saw that. I'm like Audacious Caucus. But is it I'm audacious like, yeah. to disown Spike? Is that yeah? Is that they um they absolutely went after Spike. Uh, Spike made oh. a Spike. You know he does he does uh muddy, you know he was the vice uh, vice presidential nominee this last cycle, 
he was probably the best thing about the the, the president of the camp. show. Yes, obviously friend, friend of the of show. The show. And he made a post on Muddy Waters. Uh, well, it wasn't him. It was you know, it's several people run the account. That's his. That's his thing. Muddy Waters production, and or uh, media. I'm sorry, media. And the one thing he posted, which set everyone off, was it was a meme of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez at the border, you know, crying in that white outfit she was wearing, and they they put it on to her in a room oh, yeah. watching the Capitol raid. It's on the screen right now. And that right. post was that set them off because how dare you make fun of a woman's trauma of a sex? No, I'm sorry. A victim of sexual assault trauma on the day that she was in a building that was somewhat kind of near the building that was raided by. Did he make that meme? Cause I did he see that. And was she and there? Was she in DC at the time? She was in DC, but she was another building that was not that was completely protected. But from her live stream, she made it sound like she was in the building, and she she tells a story about how like we we talked about this before, but real quick, she said she was hiding behind the door as someone uh, busted into her door or door. She hid behind it, and they were screaming, "Where is she? Where is she?" And so she tells this story, and it makes it sound like all these protesters got into our like building and she, people like, are coming in together but apparently she was a building over from the capitol and the people that busted into her door were the police trying to save her and get her out before they busted <laughs> in that building and she and on, she I was like, well that's not what she said yeah because she's deceptive in her way she talks she was being uh, she was being factual not truthful and so this is what this post is about it has nothing to do with her sexual assault whatsoever that she mm -hmm. claims that happened to her and like whatever no one's making fun of that we're making fun of the fact that she was pretty much being fraudulent about what she was saying she was she was being fraud like to me in my opinion when and you intentionally lead somebody to a different conclusion than the than is the truth that is being dishonest even if your words are technically correct right if your purpose is to mislead them and you and you succeed you're a liar yep it's being factual but not truthful yeah and, and then the so, and then the and then the so this meme is made up of two things, right? You've got this TV on the wall that shows the Capitol, and then the the other part is AOC, and this part of AOC, this AOC part, is actually grabbed from another thing where she was like at the border and she was like doing this like professional photo op where she's crying, allegedly crying over like the immigrants or something. But it just looks she so won't do that now. It's a shame, you know. I, I want to like her. She, she does libertarian. She says libertarianish stuff, like as much as she any congressperson does. Like abolish the Department of Homeland Security. She's actually said those words. Yeah, but it right? seems like it's just hard to tell whether she's being genuine or whether she's just being fed the DSA, you know, guideline, and then just trying to like drum up her Twitter following. Like, this is how you can tell if she's being genuine or not. First of all, you say, is she a congressperson? Right? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, oh, she is. Congress oh, oh, okay. All right. Never mind. We assume that right. uh, every anything that is pure, uh, she says, is a lie. That is just, that's standard. Right. Anything Congress does is mass murder. Um, you know, how much sympathy can you possibly have for a member of Congress whose job it is is to terrorize the world? Whether it's a bombing raid, whether it's a no-knock raid at home, like oh, to 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 act like you're scared of a unruly tour group, uh, uh, two buildings over, 
like that is just so embarrassing and laughable. Any meme that's going to highlight that, I feel, is worthy. Well, I guess she's saying she was scared by a police officer who knocked on her door. Is that what it that's, was? She should have yeah. said that she then. She should have said she the didn't. cops knocked on my door and I was scared. Yeah, that she didn't know it was the cops. We, we all can relate that. to that. <laughs> we yeah. like, I put out the joint as fast as I could, but the cops were there. I didn't know what to do. Well, okay. So this whole meme that was put out was what started it. And Mike Shipley's off his meds again. And he saw it and went fucking rage queen like he always does. And he went fucking nuts. He went nuts because Spike. So they originally said, oh, Spike, you need to apologize for this. And Spike is deliberately not saying anything. Spike is one of their guys. He was a bridge between the, you know, the Spike. um, I'm sorry, the Vermin Supreme campaign, the Audacious Caucus and the rest of us in the Mises caucus who helped endorse him. Uh, you know, we endorsed him for vice chair. We got him that nomination over uh, Mons. And we were influential in that to get him over because he's fucking awesome. Spike's awesome. He's always been cool. He's in, uh, you, you know, you really a- respected his anti-Semitism. <laughs> well, he's, he's what also is- been on, guess what? He's been on Dave Smith's show lately and they hate that. So now he's not coming out and apologizing for this. So it set them off. So the audacious caucus went back and found all their alt right and some, whatever the fuck garbage, you know, alphabet soup shit, uh, fucking language. And so, uh, so uh, Jared has putting up a bunch of these memes that they claim is evidence. Wait, so hold on. I'm trying to draw the line here. Someone help me. So they're saying, if you are pushing anything out there that sort of talks about this whole Hunter Biden pay for play Ukraine yes. thing, you are you are um, guilty of McCarthyism. But but hey, look at this, I don't look at this, I don't uh, the stamp. Look at the stamp on it. You see that the stamp it on being, it? it says being yeah, libertarian. Says being libertarian. They hate that guy who runs being libertarian. Jason, his name. Uh, Jason. Okay. Starts with a what does that have to do with McCarthyism, though? I, like, because I'm not he seeing, like, is also all. He's all right in their eyes. Like, he's all right, racist, fascist, Nazi, just like everyone else is. So when you share one of his memes, that must mean you are. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like well, they are absolutely out for blood. I mean, honestly, who gives a shit though? In the end, right? How many? Well, there's like what five people in this caucus? Yeah, pretty much. What, 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 is, what is uh? What is uh? What's his name saying? What is Spike saying? Is he even responding? Nothing. No, he's not responding, and it's killing them. They All are right, so here's mad. Here's my advice to the Audacious word. Caucus. Audacious <laughs> Caucus. You, you were born when James Weeks saved the party. <laughs> James Weeks saved the Libertarian Party by diverting attention from that embarrassing <laughs> a nomination of Gary Johnson. When the headlines could have been full of Gary Johnson, Gary Johnson, Gary Johnson... James Weeks took one for the team. He said, you know what? We're going to change the headline. It's going to be fat guy dances naked. Okay. And he did it. Okay. And people say libertarians aren't politically savvy, but they are. And he <laughs> saved the party and the audacious, uh, the audacious caucus was born in that moment of audacity. It's like, yes, that is, that is what the party needs. Now, bitching about a social media post, that's not audacious. Okay. Get back to your roots, guys. Strip down, dance naked. That's audacious. This bullshit <laughs> is petty. So you're saying more dildos. I'm gonna clip that and send it to right? him. Right. Less social media posts. 
Right. With like a and Russian marching song in the back or something. Yeah. Mike Shipley's been taking this real personal. So he's been he's been flipping on on everyone. So he's been dishing out all this info that he knows in his circles. Mike Shipley, come on the show. We're we're come on, man. No, I mean, he's come on. Get Mike. on your meds first and then you can come on the show. <laughs> Mike's been on the <laughs> get show. Get on the show, Mike. You know, like he's been Mike, on the show a few times. Not yeah, with me. Yeah, Mike, we'll have fun. Come on the show. Let's let's straighten this out. He was actually kind of fun to have on. <laughs> he is fun. Honestly, like half the stuff he does online is is just to just to like troll people, just to like drum up shit. Like well, it's I, not I know. It's not cool. Like I don't like the idea of calling people racist. I don't like that. But I don't know. I mean, I, we I have feel Kyle like, on the show. It's not like we don't Kyle. have filthy status with terrible <laughs> ideas. Yeah, I mean, I, look, he he was fun to have on. He wasn't as like confrontational IRL, so I want to see if Mike um, Shipley deleted me or blocked me. He might have. <laughs> no, he. Oh shit, he did. Oh no, dude. So that I'm gonna have to reach out to him. Disassociated. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if it's Michael Shipley. Let me see if it's Michael. Shipley. Is it? Nope, uh, yeah, no, about, he blocked. He, he blocked. What about me. Uh, Nobles? <laughs> what about Nobles? Nobles. Uh, his I don't know. Maybe. Maybe his he dog did. account. I don't know. Whatever. Well, anyway, fuck where him. is I Vermin Supreme when all this is going down? Ah, uh, Vermin. Apparently, I don't know. There's some. Shit, never, uh, never mind. Um. Uh. Anyway. Uh. He. Uh. Mike Shipley. Um. Uh, he accused Ashley Shade. She's a trans woman from Tennessee, I believe. I don't know. Mm. I could be wrong. But he accused uh Joe Bishop Henchman of bribing her for her endorsement of of him for chair. So how he's much just is like, the, how, what, how much is the bribe? I don't know. I don't know. But, but he's dude. He's fucking crazy right now. He's like he's attacking his own. He thinks bottom unity is a, ba- a big mistake. Even though oh. he was one of the biggest proponents of bottom unity, he thinks that we're just all what right. What is that again? That, actively- kind of, that was some some. I never even knew what that was. What the hell was that? Some LP political bullshit. Yeah, it's like audacious what? caucus. You know, bottom of the spectrum, political spectrum, autist spectrum, whatever. Should all? I thought it was like, is that like we all agree to love bottoms? What? What the hell? No, look, the political spectrum that they're talking about is the square. Have you seen the square political spectrum? I thought this was like, look, we all love big butts, and we're going to unify around that. No, it's not butts. It's a the top half of the spectrum is authoritarianism, and the bottom half is like libertarianism or liberty. So it's okay. sort of saying, okay, trying to divide people and to say you're authoritarian and you're libertarian, and we don't care if you're right-leaning libertarian or left-leaning libertarian, all of us who oppose authority are going to unite, and that's going to be the bottom unity. But in practice, it's really been kind of a disaster. You know, there's a lot of fighting between um, the right-leaning, you know, more ANCAP types and the left-leaning, more ANCOM types. So, or, or they might not even right, be ANCOMs, you know. This. Let's solve this here too. Kids, you're both just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to put well, you, James. You're kind I mean, of in the middle. Anybody of them. who's so concerned about a left libertarian or a right libertarian is still confused about being libertarian. Okay. Get the fuck over it. Okay. You're libertarian. It means you want to mind your own business. It means you're going to follow the non aggression principle. It means you're going to do what you want as long as you don't infringe upon the rights of other people. I don't care if you're leftish or rightish. I don't care if you go to church. I don't care if you got body piercings. I don't, none of that shit matters. Okay. Yeah. I don't care if you want to live on a commune. Okay. With your hippie friends. I don't care. 
Okay. I don't care if you want to be in your, in your Hans Hermann Hoppe's, um, uh, you know, covenant community. community of, of white <laughs> non-drug using heteros, you know, whatever. Okay. They can't accept Seriously. that James. The, 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 le the, le the left-leaning libertarians would say you're not anti-racist enough that you need to be anti-racist and combat the hoppians you know actively well, be opposed to hoppians okay. well whatever it's also the matter know, of private property as well right because well, if, you're, necessarily... if you're very far left what's that you don't need you don't actually there's there's no point in unifying you're either like whatever if you want to say you're a libertarian just be a libertarian Okay, well, this left-right yeah. thing really is—it's more like, well, I'm a hip-hop libertarian. Well, no, I'm a—I'm a—I'm uh, an out jazz libertarian. Like it really does. Like it's—it seems like it's more of a cultural stylings than it really has to do with anything like principles or policies or factual. Uh, I don't, maybe that's just my Im impression. I think there's a real division um, for sure. I think you it's know. these a lot of people that want to bring their petty politics into the LP. They got that left-right paradigm beat into them, but then they were like, well, I, I, I want to get out of that and get into the LP, and they bring their left-right paradigm right in with them, and they recreate the same bullshit. It's like, really? Come on, guys. You yeah, know, there's, it's like, there's some truth I know, Kyle, to that. Kyle, I, yeah. think you're, I think you're kind of hitting it on the head with the... It's almost a cultural thing, right? It's more of a... The, the, you know, the, the left libertarians are more about, you know, social justice, racial, you know, uh, getting rid of the racist, you know. So it, it does contrast with sort of like the live and let live laissez-faire style libertarians that, you know, I think we tend to be in this group. Um, so, you know, whether you whether you want to call that libertarian or not is another question. But, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like this. I, I, yeah, I don't. I think this whole bottom unity thing is kind of a waste of time to talk about. It's like, do you abide by the non-aggression principle? Or do you not? If, if you don't, then I don't consider you a libertarian. Yeah. There's you know? nothing to unify. It's like, are we going to unify? I think it's more like, are, are we going to unify with those uh, Bill Weld people? Are we going to unify with the, <laughs> right, exactly. with the Gary Johnson people, the Bob Barr people? Like, well, the, the Bill Weld people are not the same people as like the audacious caucus. They would have hated Bill Weld. I believe, right? So I'm pretty sure, Phil. I mean, you can <laughs> let me know what you think, but I would think that Bill Weld would be you need to too... stop dead naming me, okay? It's Otto. <laughs> Thank Otto. you. Thank Sorry. you. My personal pronouns are he and him, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was. I guess that's transphobic for me to say that. But anyway, whatever. Go continue. So yeah, Tony. Um, hold on. Look, Tony has a quick comment, but he basically was saying what I what I kind of interjected there that there is a fundamental disagreement on property rights. Um, so if we're talking about, but see, I call those people communists. Like I don't refer to them. Right. If you don't agree on property rights, then you're not a libertarian. There's nothing yeah, to unify there. That's my view. Yeah. Well, historically, <laughs> you know, the word libertarian belonged to the ANCOMs, right? It was all about collective ownership. You know, we appropriated that word from them. So that's why there's so much antagonism, a lot of historical antagonism. Oh, and, God, going, and the term and the term God <laughs> used to refer to Zeus, right? And now now it doesn't really anymore, does it? I mean, <laughs> things evolve. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, and, and the, the private property at one point I think was the liberals. And then, and then not anymore. So Well, I like the way Ernie Ernie Hancock breaks it down. It's like those that want to be left alone and those that just won't leave them alone. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> 
the, the labels are always shifting and am, you know ambiguous. Well, they right? would say but you I, want to be left alone so you can be racist, and then they don't There's no tolerance of that. So, you know, they want to be active, actively anti-racist. Or to the point where they don't even where they'll you know and then they don't even know what it means to be racist anymore you know it's like it just it becomes just you just got to have some kind of like saying look can we just leave each other alone right and whatever you know and we'll, and we'll discuss our ideas or, or what have you uh, or disassociate as needed i don't you know i'm not planning on associating with racist people but i i think we're all free to just associate or disassociate and and just you know, be happy with that. Um, yeah. I agree with that know, guy, make, Tony's comment, the guy that, that comment that just popped up. He said the libertarian left and libertarian right have um, different, a fundamental disagreement on property rights. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's definitely correct. You know, well, this, when, when you use the word like libertarian left and libertarian, right, first of all, these terms themselves are completely different depending on who you ask. Libertarian left used to have a meaning. A specific meaning and there are people that i used to know that associate with the libertarian left like sheldon richmond yep. uh hardcore anarchist okay um alliance for the libertarian left it basically just meant anarchist agorist um it did not mean and we're also into communism none of that bullshit okay like that's the mike shipley people that came in later and then they just like it's like libertarian plus left. It's a completely different animal. So these terms themselves are very problematic um, to even use them because they're they're they just like left and right in other contexts. It means something totally different depending on who you're talking to. And I I am not going to expect some kind of like like highly focused, organized, coherent, philosophical. Uh, message from a Mike Shipley, you know, I'm sorry, dude, right? Like we could be friends, but he's just not that deep when it comes down to the, to the, you know, the principles of the analysis of the history or the, you know, just like this whole world of, of libertarianism. So come on the show, Mike. Yeah. I already, I already put a call out for it. Um, Oh really? Told, I, uh, <laughs> I already put the call, the bat signal, the the crazy the signals signal. up for him. Um, oh, you wow. put the dildo in the air. Yeah, well, it's you're going like, to be so canceled, Otto. I, I, and what is and what is libertarian right mean either? Right? Mm -hmm. Does that mean you're like a Hans Hermann Hoppe? Okay. Yes. I mean. I'm, I'm is that well, that's the other thing yeah that a lot right. of people that would be on quote unquote the libertarian right are not hoppians so or does it just mean somebody who's libertarian anarchist like all of us except for kyle and but <laughs> they go to church and they wear a tie and they have six children and they homeschool and they're christian and they're awesome. this and you know like it's fucking based conservative <laughs> stylings tom you know, name is like, tom woods <laughs> yeah. right I, you just described tom woods <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't with that, dil, with that dildo comment i didn't mean you know i don't mean a um homophobic joke I mean, for mike dildo I, comment? I missed the, that I said that's how you summon him. You put the dildo in the air because oh, the audacious right. caucus. When I was at the LP convention, that's how they would signal how their caucus how to vote. They had someone in the front of the room that would hold up a dildo uh, with a different color condom on it, depending on whether they were supposed to vote yes or no. So and they like would have to deep throat it uh, to, to <laughs> signal that that voting would begin. 
it was the craziest thing. You know, you're at this convention and this like giant dildo is just being wagged around in the front of the room. But you know, that's that's audacious, right? You know. I mean, so, you know, I mean, sure, we've all been fun. to some weird parties. I get it, but yeah. Uh, we think they got to keep. I don't know what kind of parties you've been to, James. <laughs> how do you? <laughs> how do you? I guess if you're audacious, caucus, where do you go from what Jim Weeks did? How do you? How do you like double down on that? How do you be even more audacious next time? Well, they were audacious enough that they refused to show up to the 2020 national convention because they were scared of COVID. So, some audacity they had. Well, let's hope that there's a revival and a comeback. And I want to see, well, first of all, can I suggest perhaps choreography in a, like a group presentation? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a solo performer and it was a big hit. What about, what about a light shows lasers? Like how can we step it up? I, you know? I don't know that you can top James's James's initial act because I mean, it was on C-SPAN. He was on C-SPAN wearing his song or whatever. That, you know? You're not going to beat that easily. However, I have friends th that have um, connections in um, performance art, right? Like we can get some performance artists in there. All right. Yeah. Some maybe burlesque. Some pyro. Some, some burlesque maybe. training. And we did I'm have John McAfee as a presidential candidate. And I, as I recall, his entourage was pretty far out there. I remember some He's costumes. too unstable. I want to. I want to get like a professional team of like burlesque artists to choreograph something for the Audacious Caucus. Okay? All right, like right, and, and like Audacious Caucus. I'm. You need a. You need me to help you. I'm. I'm I'll help you. Okay, but it's got to be audacious. <laughs> None of this baby communist bullshit stuff. Okay, come on. How about the? Uh, what's the next topic, Jared? Yeah. Do we want to hit on the? Uh, before we go out here, do we want to hit on this Texas power outage? Yeah, this is the rave. Uh, I, I even got the docs on it because I'm still kind of in the dark. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No pun intended or pun intended? No, it, that is so cold. Oh. You, you intended that pun. Don't lie. Don't no even try to lie. About what it. James just said, he said it was so cold. Was this um wow. was this a uh, harp weather control or chemtrails or what are we what are we talking here? What level of aliens? Was this the uh, Jewish level space of laser conspiracy? Do we got going on? Yeah, yeah some Jewish, Jewish space laser, laser coming yeah. online. <laughs> <laughs> so so who uh, does have the details? Because like I have only been sort of like looking at this from a distance. I didn't dig into like oh was it the windmills? Was it the you know, the coal plants, like, like, I don't know. I saw some things getting debunked and other things getting like undebunked. And does anybody have like a clear picture of what, what well, might've went on here? I also have a sort of a view from afar. Cause I, I just saw that from what I can tell that this freak weather occurrence happened in Texas and every like, they're like froze their asses off and they're not used to it. And suddenly everyone's like, where the fuck is Ted Cruz when we need him? Like, so, like, I don't know how, but like people are like huddled around their, you know, their improvised alcohol stoves, like trying to survive and, th and thinking like, God, if only Ted Cruz was here and like, everybody's really concerned about where Ted Cruz was during all of this. Um, that's all I know. What, uh, he went to Cancun, he took his family and they evacuated to Cancun. 
because there was no Could power. Could we get the, the rest Texas. of Congress to evacuate to Cancun whenever there's any the slightest weather anomaly? Like, quick, get Congress to Cancun fast. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought what I had heard was that uh, his daughter was already in Cancun, and so he was going to visit her or something. So this was like basically just using his daughter as an excuse to fucking like leave his post or whatever get out of uh, dodge which is pretty funny but yeah i mean what I'm the fuck in, is ted I'm cruz in, gonna do right is he gonna fucking start up the generators is he gonna start like you know mining the fucking or um drilling for oil like like what the fuck is he gonna do yeah he's he, a he's senator i mean it's not like he's the governor or something so yeah it, it, he doesn't really have a, a responsibility there to to be there I, maybe you could say he's some sort of leader and he should be there, but I, I just see it more of a state state government issue right. when you have a situation like that, right? He's a federal representative. I mean, it's certainly not at a least good. They're not look. talking about the, the <laughs> Governor Cuomo and all the people he killed in nursing homes and, and like. Oh it's, yeah, it's we like, forgot to yeah. put that topic on. He yeah. what did they do? Um, James, do you know what he, he like sent people to the nursing homes where they uh, were more likely to get infected or something? Yep. Yeah, I mean, we, well, it was, it's funny in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They forced COVID patients into the nursing homes. They're like, yes. yeah, we know you got COVID. Go into that nursing home. Mm, and they no. told the nursing homes they can't turn people away. And uh, like, and the, the, meme, the relevant meme in New York is like, you know, who killed mo more New Yorkers, Osama bin Laden or Kumo? Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, oh, brutal. Yeah. it's brutal. It's oh, brutal. The, 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 uh, Pennsylvania did the same thing. Um uh, Rachel Levine is now working for the president. She took her own grandmother out yes. of one of these nursing homes, sent her to a hotel, and then forced them to accept COVID patients. And also, thousands of people died. And then they're like, oh my God, Pennsylvania's a hotspot. Everybody's dying. Like, yeah. oh, better lock that shit down. Better close the bars because of their own, like, horrible, horrible, like, um, murderous. Um, incompetence, awesome. just insane. And anyway, but yeah. So Ted Cruz, yeah. Sorry, you. Sorry about your vacation. Somehow your vacation becomes the news. Like what a bitch! I would have live streamed Ollie from Cancun and said, "Ah, oh, sorry, you cold ass suckers. I I got away. Fuck you." It's like I seriously, been, I, I would have been like, look, the best thing I heel. can do for Texans <laughs> is to get out of the way and let good Texans do what they do. You know, like they don't need yeah. Texans don't Texans don't don't need a congressman to save their ass in hard times. What are you talking about? You know, like cheers. But guys, right. this is because there was no government regulation. That's what I'm being told. If yeah. there was government regulation, people would have been safe. So yeah, what is the I mean, I don't know if anyone here has the docs on this, but what I've been hearing is that the uh basically like the energy grid in Texas is completely privatized. I use that in quotes because I doubt <laughs> it is, but it's basically independent from the rest of the federal grid. Um, like they can't, it doesn't back up into neighboring states. It's not run. They don't have like a BG&E or a PG&E. Um, they're kind of run by private. And I use that in quotes again, because they like to throw that word around. Um, but it's apparently privatized. Um, does anybody here know? Anything about that? What, the truth behind that? How that contributed to this? Well, You're saying it's I, not Venezuela enough? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking that it's from what everything I'm reading is is that they just weren't prepared for the cold snap. 
They got this right. this crazy cold snap of like 14 degrees. It was like colder in, in Austin than it was in Montana. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane. This cold snap that just it so they been through. cold before in Texas. Not like this and not in a while, not in a long time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying like, it just seems like they just weren't prepared for the cold. And yeah, they, they it, apparently hadn't weatherized their like, yeah, they hadn't weatherized their, um, their, um, like windmills and shit. So the windmills, they had to take completely offline. Um, where I heard that like, was right wing lies. That's what I heard that was because they, that the windmills never, they don't need to be winterized and they don't freeze. And that's just a, well, they did get coded. Conspiracy. I mean, well, we've seen hmm. the pictures of them getting coated with ice and having to be de-iced with like a helicopter or something. Apparently I mean, that's all fake. Apparently that's all fake. Well, that was somewhere. It wasn't in Texas, that picture that was somewhere else, but, <laughs> but, uh, well, then how do you so, explain? So what explains the windmills going off the line then? If it wasn't, like I don't know. what's the explanation? <laughs> Were the <laughs> like windmills offline? Is that confirmed? Uh, that's what I heard. I I heard sometimes it gets really too. cold and the wind doesn't blow. That can happen. I mean, that's. I think they only rely twenty five percent or something on the windmills, something like that. So something else knocked the other seventy five percent off as well. I mean, look, like I was in New Orleans. This was like three or so years ago. And they had the coldest like winter they've ever had. And like, it was so bad that like, they got like a little bit of ice on their highways. And cause people had no idea how to drive on ice. There was like 10 deaths or something like on the highway. Um, it was insane. Do you guys see that? And that, they had, and they had our pile up. Yeah. And, and they had on top of that, while we were there, they had a boiling water advisory because all their pipes were fucked. Right. Cause they're not built like, pipes around here are where you know they're made to withstand extremely cold temperatures so these pipes um were having issues and they couldn't get the 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 proper water filtration going so you had to like you couldn't go to a bar and get a drink that had like water in it you know unless it was like made with like bottled water that they bought at the store or something like that you'd have to drink straight bourbon and without yeah. ice. I mean, which is what I do anyways. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, it's yeah. a survival situation. You, 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 have to, you really might is. have to compromise. Yeah. But I mean, nobody was like, you know, I've, no one even talked about this, really. They weren't like, oh, let's blame the government, you know, fucking system here. Like no one was that didn't pop up on the news, you know, but now it's like, oh, of course not. Texas has a privatized system. Allegedly, let's let's. Matt, you know, well, sounds like the people that like to bitch about private prisons. They're like, oh, that's private (laughs) prison. Like, that's the problem with the incarceration nation. It's private. (gasps) Yeah. We all know Texas is the reason why the president's dead. For all you Misfits fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, that was terrible. Sorry. (laughs) No Misfits. That was a Misfits joke. It it fell flat. I I forgot. My Um, bad. No, I, I just read a little here. bit of. <laughs> I read a little bit about it. They said that the power plants weren't properly winterized, or they weren't they weren't ready for this type of cold temperature. And right. So, and also that the grid is uh, insular because they were trying to avoid federal regulation. So it's like just sort of self-contained within Texas, and they had no way to get emergency power through. So, 
I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be a lessons learned event. I also did see a little sentence that was like, this is what happens when you're not ready for climate change or something like that. I was oh, like, I saw oh, oh, right. <laughs> climate change. Right. I heard that because of climate change, that it's the cold is escaping up north and it's coming into places where you wouldn't expect it, like Texas. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, obviously we need a carbon tax. Jump in the border. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how cold Texas gets. Is it? I mean, you know, it's just my own ignorance. Like, I just haven't it been there that, get that many cold. times. So, so snow to them is like, well, what's going on here? Really unusual or? I don't very, know. Un- very, very unusual. Probably in the areas in which it was a problem, right? Yeah. yeah most I mean, of like, there's parts go- of... And Texas is pretty flat, right? There's not much. There's not much mountains out there, right? Well, I, don't know, I love huge. the idea of of, ener- of personal energy independence, and I think this really sort of highlights it. And with advances now in solar and battery technology, it's like you know I've got solar and batteries on uh, like here in my uh, camper where I am right now. I'll always have all the power I'll ever need, at least for like my basic existence. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have like an like probably the next house I get. I'll have a full solar independent grid. It, it'd be just be stupid to be on a power grid now. I want I want enough solar to keep my Cybertruck charged up. Like post apocalyptic, um, energy rich lifestyle. I'm you know I want to have I'm gonna have you know be mining Bitcoin. I'm gonna be <laughs> charging up the Cybertruck. I'm gonna you know. Why not? I think s- solar panels are a lot cheaper now than they used to be. So, you know, this whole grid bullshit, it's its time has come. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea for anybody to have uh, an emer- a backup plan, right? Space heaters, a, a generator, kerosene heater, something, fireplace, I don't know. So Tony says that even though Texas isn't on an interconnected grid, it's still operated under federal regulations and guidelines. So, got it. Tony, how all do right. you know so much about all this stuff? <laughs> he's a smart he's guy. like, hey, you idiots. He's like, he's like our average fan. He's super intelligent. Yeah, he's and, like, like well learned. Somebody like knows stuff. We're, we're like, always like, like, we don't have to know anything because it's a comedy show. Out of the four <laughs> like, of us, we're like, does anybody, did anybody read the article? Does anybody know any details? On <laughs> no, <this>? but we, <laughs> we just, we've all seen the relevant memes and consider ourselves experts. I'm we're like proceed. trying to read the news article while we're on the air. Like, what, what happened? <laughs> what happened in Texas again? <laughs> yeah, the only thing we're suitable to talk about is Bitcoin. That's, that's really it. Oh, oh what yeah. you some of us are about. Well, uh, why don't we uh, talk about that in the after hours? Let's. Yeah, let's kick that one over to the after hours. So if, if you guys are new listeners, uh, well, thank you, first of all, for listening. Mm. But uh, we do a after hours show right after this. Um, if you guys go over to our Patreon and you sign up uh, for as little as a dollar a month, um, you can you can listen to it. You have full access to all of our, I believe, all of our backlog uh, episodes. And uh, if you oh, sign up for $10 a month, you get yourself a free T-shirt, which is pretty cool. Um, and if you guys don't want to use Patreon, you can go over to prlfans.com and there's other ways for you to donate to the show, keep uh, the lights on. And I don't think any of us is, is in a basement right now. I used to be in my basement. I'm in my bedroom. So but we know in our, in our bedrooms, I'll say that, but <laughs> please uh, feel free to go check that out. Also, um, we have t-shirts for sale over at, at libertariancountry.com. If you use the code PRL or PRL podcast, you can get a 10% discount 
But if you spend $50 or more, which I recommend you do, use the code PRL2 and you will get yourself a 20% discount. Um, once again, we are brought to you by Conversations About Freedom uh, with by Moral Bob. But I believe he has been kicked off of every social media site <laughs> known oh, to man. Uh, but he's still cranking out episodes, so please go check him out and support him because he supports us because he's a, That's he's what a good guy. That's get you kicked off. <laughs> Platform. Wait a minute. We've got moral. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, no. whoa. <laughs> Sorry, and, uh, but I guess uh, until next time, live free or die. Statism's blood break the blood that is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs and red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in God, boy, in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. I believe the joke. We'll do the best for you. And I believe that we have the power. Have the power. I hate the state. And I know I'm a slave. We can make the break. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute.